You're listening to How You Create with Ben Terry. Yeah, what is like heating up? What do you think that means? Like just the fact that it's like moving, trending up a little bit, like the 5% meme where it's like, oh, we're up 5%. <laughs> like, yeah. I know people are going we're crazy. Back, like, do you... Do you feel like it's just a blip or do you, do you like, what's your sense, the pulse on NFT culture? Give me an update. I'm going to say, what are, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? I will say, I'm going to say the stereotypical, it's different this time. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, um, it's interesting. Um, this level of volume, I think I saw it was a thread by Tyler D the guy who he's like a, a threader for like lucky trader. And also yeah. like uh, Punk over at Proof, um, they were both saying that the level of volume that we've been seeing across NFTs and digital collectibles, we haven't seen levels like this in like months, specifically since like the end of like the last bull market. So that is really compelling. What I will say is, dude, I checked my OpenSea folder today. Like all my art NFTs are still down bad, but like PFPs, yeah. like PFPs, money's rotating into PFPs right now. Like, let me show you this thread I found. Um, well, let's let's talk about some of the things from this year. So let's back up a little bit. Nico, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think. We've had you on the podcast on some early episodes. You've kind of been deep in the NFT world for the past couple of years. You've worked with Jeremy Booth on some projects. You've done some community management. You work within the Web3 space during your day job. You're just like very well tapped in. So if we look at this past year, of the NFT stuff, what are some of the the milestones you would say are like signals? So like, I think we started the year off with Jack Butcher doing his checks, kind of like art project that kind of took off. And then the next iteration of that was the, I'm going to butcher the name again, but the Opepe. Opepin, yeah, the dynamic NFT. The Opepin. Yeah, yeah. And that one's, he's kind of continued to kind of build that up. And most recently he did the co collaboration with Snowfro at Artblocks, which I saw like one of the guys that I follow their wallets to see what he buys. He just dropped like seven ETH on one of those Artblocks Opepin NFTs. Mm -hmm. And now he's trying to like flip it for 20 ETH. So it seems like it's a time and a moment at least with that stuff, but those, Jack, in my mind, at least, has been the main driver, I feel like, of some of the NFT movement this year on the art side and on the community side. Are there other ones that I'm kind of missing that you feel like are worth mentioning? I mean, there's still a lot of investment dollars going into the NFT world, but like, what are some of the communities you're in or stuff that you're seeing? Yeah, I think before we saw this type of volume that we've been seeing the last couple days slash weeks. I actually think that we return to the first like NFT bear market roots of just collecting art for art's sake. Like a signal I was actually seeing was um, more than ever before people were creating artists and curators were creating like foundation worlds and creating yeah. like digital exhibitions Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a, like on the foundation platform. Yeah. So uh, really successful job recently was um, the one that uh, and that was kind of like a new iteration of being able to curate your digital art. 
exactly like people can then buy your curation of things that you found within this world on foundation for sure yeah and so oxdgb just did a drop i think what manifold was in january is like what foundation worlds is right now i think it's i think that it's like sense. the new like art signal um but other than that yes i think i think jack is still driving a lot of the conversation in this space and a lot of people are just yeah. like riffing off of him um but yeah it's interesting there hasn't necessarily been any like new pfp projects there's still like some digital art i mean you've kind of been in the nft space for a while and like right now like people are like most of the people who are like nft curious whether as a creator or as a collector who are on the fringe they like don't really want to touch any of it right now yeah <laughs> do you think what do you think like this next iteration is going to be cuz i think every people have been hyping up the collectible fashion collectibles like physical yeah. digital sort of connection that's not really interesting to me to be honest but a lot of people are like finding that to be an interest yeah i know like the um the if you know app like they do a lot of like the digiphysical or digital however whatever terminology anyone wants to use they're like they just got some new funding and i know they recently were involved in i think yuga's event over in hong kong um yeah, yeah that's just interesting honestly i think what's a lot more interesting than that right now and like i feel like another signal that's been kind of picked up on the last few months is everyone's kind of taking on like an expanded definition of like what web three is. And like, because of players, like I think like Coinbase, like base blockchain, things like that. And like, I think social is having a moment right now, like, hmm. like friend tech, like with the friend tech. Yeah. I think, I think it's on, we're on kind of like the tail end of it, but I think people were bored and, NFTs in the PFP sense weren't making them any money. So I think people are just like pivoting to different like use cases, blockchain use cases. Yeah. Well, let's think about this. Let's talk a little bit about what's in, what's out within I like that. the NFT space. So, and maybe we can just like go tit for tat here and kind of bounce stuff. But what do you feel like is out within the NFT world? Do you think PFP projects are out? And PFP projects for the people who don't know, that was like when you think of like board, board ape yacht club, like the ten thousand, you know, unique different profile pictures of these little artworks. Like that's where a lot of people made a lot of money in the last kind of like hype cycle. Do you think those are in or out? I think that currently net new PFP projects are out. But I think yeah. like the OGs are having a moment right now. Yeah. Well, people maybe are seeing it as a buying opportunity. So it's basically like survival mode, like PFP projects, the OG ones like CryptoPunks or Bored Ape or people who have like big treasuries. If they have enough money to survive the down cycle of the crypto world, like the, they might be the ones that are good time to buy to get in because the prices are down on them. The projects that like have no treasury they didn't raise enough money. 
they're not going to last through the bull cycle uh or they're not going to last through this bear cycle like those are the ones that you do not want to buy yeah i would agree i would agree i think i think people are interested in in investing in yeah. communities that are actually like have some legs yeah. I, I think uh, people are are tired of like just like pouring money into like risky, like random PFP communities. Yeah. So you mentioned communities are digital communities in or out. I think I think because I feel like that's a hot, tough, hot topic because there's a little bit of discord burnt out. I, but we all say that community is necessary to thrive in this space. So. I think community. I think digital communities are always in. I think the the medium for how like community is like fostered is always changing. Yeah. Like I think Discord is like out right now. Um, I think I think Discord is out. I think um, uh, I think what well, we just found is, out. You think it's just all on Twitter? I mean, yeah. I think I think X space. I mean, X spaces are still popping off. I just think that people thought people didn't realize what they actually wanted from like in a community. And I think they thought discord was the solution, but yeah. like people's actions like gravitate towards like what they actually want. The fact that people are st still on X so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So X is Twitter in X in or is threads like which one X or threads X threads threads is uh threads is out for the moment, but I do think like the community interoperability stuff was really interesting. And I think yeah. that'll be a theme in the future, but I mean, are you on threads these days still? Um, I, I'm always like lurking on both channels. I'm still on a warp cast. I still find that one like really interesting. The one that's like interesting about that is I can see all the people that I'm following the things that they meant. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's like, you know, X plays a big role because that's where everyone's network is. But I do think like some of these other more Web3 centric social networks will be interesting the more that like Web3 gets adopted yeah, as like a platform we use. But like if you don't have NFTs or you don't care about the Web3 space, like obviously you're not going to use that. Right. I actually, I, I don't know. I don't view like uh warpcast or farcaster as like an x competitor i actually view it as more yeah. of like a niche like almost like i don't know like like a like a github or like a reddit kind of you know what i mean yeah. like it, it doesn't feel as um top of funnel as like an x does you know what i mean it's very niche right now yeah yeah absolutely um like i'll go on there and check out what like vitalik uh, posted, you know, or I'll yeah. see what so-and-so was minting, but I mean, that's how Twitter was in the early days too. Like everyone was like, I'm not going to waste my time on Twitter. You know, people are just posting about the sandwiches they're eating. And then eventually <laughs> like the people who were there early, you know, build a community. It's always hard to know though. That's always like the award is always being early on something, but you never know if you have the taste level to know if, what you're early on is actually going to last or not. Yeah. Or if it'll look completely different by the time that it's rewarding for you. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you think is out in the NFT world? Uh, I think right now, uh, what about style? 
I feel like NFT art always has like a particular style to it. I feel like I'm seeing less. Um, I think we're something I'm seeing is artists are trying to learn new disciplines of creating art. I feel like they're trying, actually I've seen a wave of like all these artists that became, you know, all these digital creators that became artists during like the bull market are now trying to become traditional artists, like learning how to paint or learning, learning traditional means of creating art. I've seen that as a theme, which is really interesting because a lot of these artists are kind of going back to the place they, they want to work in these places that like have a lot of like gatekeeping or like unfair rev share and things like that, which is interesting and isn't really in line with like uh web three philosophy, but that's been a theme for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by these like buyer groups, like investment groups that buy, pull their money together to buy works or pieces or invest in artists for commission work. I think I'll be curious to know. I think those things are going to go out if I'm honest, Hmm. because I think like uh, once the profits dry up and you have to raise more money to keep, keep it alive or keep doing it, I think that's when people will tap out or they'll just be like, I can actually just do this by myself. We need to create a, we need to honestly create a list of like these hot or not topics and just like go from the top. Like and see how things we, we like should, perform too over the next year. Yeah, like for instance, you talked about like like art style, like like glitch art out. I feel yeah. like right now glitch art is I, out. It is not like when I say that stuff is out because I feel like there's a lot of like trapper keeper art in NFTs, which is like cool. And so when I say that I think it's out, I think it's just because I think we're moving past this like ultra digital futuristic internet art. Yeah. And that just feels like, uh, it does feel like a time and a moment. And because this was like an internet age of digital art, it seemed right to kind of be like ultra futuristic. I mean, we've been to the NFT shows and conferences and it's just like so over the top futuristic and weird. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, I think there's probably more we can like more that can be kind of created. That's interesting. So if you think about all the stuff that gets minted as NFTs, you got photography, you've got video, which is not a lot. You got music and you've got the like digital art stuff. And then you've got like the PFP type stuff. Am I missing any others that really yeah. get minted? Like, uh, did you mention like membership? Tokens. Yeah, there's membership st- sort of stuff, which I, I still feel like is in. I think now probably what's out is like people without business plans or yeah. mission. That's probably out, like just joining something because everybody else joins. I think photography NFTs might have like a long, I think those are still in. I think that one might be the most interesting for me long term. I actually think photography NFTs are just now becoming a bit in vogue i think up until now they weren't given the same flowers as like you know vector artists or like illustrators and i think only now are photographers i think because we we, you and i had a conversation about like um how art collectors are like purists Mm -hmm. and i think i think the collectors the art collectors in the space have had a bit of maturing the last year yeah and i think they are i think they're the they're probably also the most like one for one 
from like the museum world into the NFT world, like they can probably hang in both spaces fairly easily because their medium and how they kind of create is already kind of digital. Um, and it can be printed and it's still like carry the same sort of vibe and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like with the digital art, there was always like this, this like, um, <laughs> they didn't come, f there wasn't necessarily a path as a digital artist to be in museums if they wanted to kind of go that route. NFTs kind of gave them that path of like, hey, I can create, like people wasn't showing stuff in museums until he was like able to start doing this NFT based thing. And then that's what kind of made him huge and famous, you know? Yeah. So I just think it's like really interesting of like the photography side. I mean, that, that feels like a no brainer. Yeah, that's a good point. I think also back to when we were talking about how we're seeing more artists trying to learn traditional means for creating art like has been a theme because back to your point like it isn't practical for there to be like a million digital screens hooked up in a museum where they could just display like nft artwork or crypto artwork yeah and i yeah so i think like compositionally like what you said about photography is like so spot on and i think too like yeah. that's why we're seeing like a lot of like on western with western art department like our most successful artist is robert hagan he only has like 800 followers on on x but he has the highest volume and i think it's because of like his work like him doing oil on canvas and then scanning it and then i think people actually yeah. feel like there's a real connection with the craftsmanship no doubt mm -hmm. yeah it's at least interesting i so I, what i think is out as well is being the bridge between web 2 and web 3 oh like uh Okay. Like so, trying to be more 2.5. You think the, I think web 2.5 is out. You think the people that are winning are just like the purists, like all in on web three? I don't think you have to be purist. I think you can be all in on web three and still create an experience that is easy to onboard a beginner and an expert in the space. That would be like my hot take is like we just have to be better UX empathetic product people so but how you kind of create but i wonder how much of that is just like a semantics thing like how are we even defining web 2.5 is it because it was it well, literally just a ui update like is that what the 2.5 is <laughs> i i mean i do think like design plays a lot into that i mean design is a form of communication solving problems and so if web 3 was hard for to onboard people then yeah i would say it was probably like a design product issue to like make it easier to onboard people. But then there was like the switch of like messaging of like, let's start creating where it doesn't look like web three or web three isn't really a thing. And then let's almost kind of like surprise or I don't know. I just feel like there's some startups that I'm aware of who had mission drift where they were going to be like highly focused on one particular customer and they were going to create for them. And then as the pressure to grow started to like wane on them, they started to expand that definition to try to like bring in more people into their, their product. And they started to see some growth, but mainly a decline in who the people they actually wanted to reach. So I say that to say, I think this is the the end projects the more successful ones will be the ones who are all in on being hyper focused on 
who they're creating for or what problems they're kind of solving and making it like a really good, easy experience for those people. And I think they'll win out long-term rather than trying to be this like uh, thing that works for all people. I don't know, maybe that's too broad or not specific enough, but I feel like I've played in the space of like, oh, let me try to onboard or convince people who are not really into this space, help onboard them and bring them into it. And it's just like, it's a lot harder. What roadblocks are you running into? Hand-holding. Um, I think it's just like buying into the the why of it. Does that... Like why do this over like what we're already doing? Yeah. I think... You know? Now, right. I think some people make some good uh, critiques of like when people talk about operability, like what does that even mean? Because if I was to like have operability of my Instagram account, what is the data that's actually most important to me? Is it just my followers or is it the information around the images they like and don't like of mine? Like there's so much stuff there that how much of that is actually going to, I'm going to be able to move on to a different platform. Uh, Cause some of the value is like you pop up in my Instagram stories higher than others because they've realized that I take more interest in you right. than I do like someone else. And that information will be transferred over into a new app. And will that new app be able to synthesize that information in such a way that it provides that same sort of experience? Like those are all some of the questions I still have around web three. Yeah, that's interesting. I would say actually that things like algorithm or like, you know, prioritizing content. Like, I think that's more of like, um, like a competitive advantage of like, of the platform natively. And I think like, what is interoperable like should be the community and then like basically yeah. i think that puts the onus on like the on the platforms to create like a better product then like okay like yeah now that i have the same community i have on ig that i do like on x like you know i'll stick around here i'll I'll create content on here because they have like monetization or they have a better algo or they have you know what i mean it becomes like yeah it, i think that's like more compelling for me yeah. to me but i agree like now yeah, I was just gonna say like it's interesting though, like how we like are defining that bucket of like interoperability. Is it sure. literally just your followers? So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But I think too, like there was a time where like uh, a type, like someone who creates type or fonts, like you could try to pitch the vision of them on like why it's important to maybe create your type all as NFTs, and then you can kind of trace where people are using it on websites based off of the information attached to the NFT. But like having to explain that to someone who's a really good type designer, but isn't interested in web three at all. Like, I feel like that's out. I feel like we're back into the season of like, unless you're interested in web three mm. or NFTs. And if you want to be out, that's fine. It's not meaning like all or nothing. It's, it's mainly saying, show me the type designers who are nft web3 curious and work with those versus the ones that you're trying to have to convince and i think what you saw a lot on twitter and in web3 spaces were people trying to convince people this is the future and you better get in now and i think we'll i think it should probably be less of that and more of just being hyper focused on the people who are interested which i think I is agree. why twitter hurt web3 and nfts more than it helped you know 
So that that would be my thing that what would be in for 2024, in my opinion, is to go highly focused on the people who are interested and want to be a part of it, go deep with them. And the people who aren't, that's totally fine. Um, and maybe they'll come at a better time once like some of the hiccups and the bumps in the road are smoothed out. See, I totally agree with you. And I think a perfect example of that, like building for those that are interested versus like building for like volume that doesn't exist yet is like yeah. foundation versus like nifty gateway. Like, yeah. you know, nifty gateway, like you can pay with your credit card and they have all these like brand collaborations. You can buy like a, I don't know, like a Pepsi NFT, you know, whatever, but like right. there's not actual volume for that. And that's not actually like very compelling for the people that are, at, that are participating in this space. What is compelling is like having really cool dev tools on foundation to where like you can manage your own digital exhibition and just like doubling down on like the stuff that people are wanting that are already here instead of people that are totally. make believe. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think what's fascinating is like if you look back at the ICO boom where it was like crowdfunding tokens for startups, you know, the big critique there was like these are all money hungry startups who are just like getting crazy valuations and money through ICOs uh -huh. and then that bubble popped. So the main driver was greed and money. And then you've got the NFT movement where the main driver that was like pushing everyone in that space was to make money. And you see all the greed and the excitement that happened around it. And then it bust and then it shook everything out. So money moves and so the next like thing that's going to be in is going to be around like what people feel like they can make a ton of money really fast. So like you kind of have to keep your eye on that and like dabble in it because there's going to be some iteration after that as well too. Like ICOs are still around. They've just kind of like morphed into something different than what they were initially. Mm -hmm. NFTs are still going to be around. They're just going to morph into something new and different. And then there's going to be like a new idea that kind of comes out. And maybe it's like this more social token thing that FriendTech and them did. Uh, those are the things I kind of keep my eye out for. Hmm. And so I think NFTs will still be around. I, I said the type designer thing. I think that's going to be a thing that will be in that hasn't been touched is, I don't know if you've ever had to buy a type or a font for a brand project or a website, but I'm kind of curious by this idea of buying it and each character and letter is an NFT. Because you're theoretically supposed to register your website with the creator so they can see um, that it's been purchased appropriately and that sometimes the price that you pay for the type is based off how many page views you get onto your website. And so think about how if we get a web, like a browser like Brave that's connected to the blockchain and you're using assets like a type font on your website, being able to track that all on chain in easily, I mean, I feel like that's like a really good idea, but maybe I'm oversimplifying it. But I, that sort of iteration, I think will be really exciting for NFTs. So the short answer might be what's out is Web3 NFT projects that aren't really solving a project, a problem. Mm -hmm. And what's in is going to be hyper-focused problem-solving products and or projects. So to use an NFT, for example, Jack Butcher basically posed the question with checks. It was relevant, it was tasteful, and it was very focused in what he was kind of doing. 
um, it was a need to have, not a nice to have. Like it was a moment in time. People needed that sort of conversation. I, I think the nice to have is like a PFP project of like something that makes no sense and art for art's sake is a good catch-all phrase, but there's still a lot of intention that goes into like why buy a piece and all that kind of jazz. Sure, yeah. I think what's interesting about Jack is like how he created a moment. You know, at honestly what checks was was social commentary. And then yeah. through the through blockchain application like being able to turn it into a movement. I think that is a yeah. fantastic blockchain use case. Like being able, like I was on a call recently and people, like when you really boil it down, like what a mint is, is a digital touch point between an artist and a collector or a creator and a consumer. And so mm -hmm. like mints are a way to like scale relationships. And I think like that's what Jack has done so brilliantly with checks, like with Opepin is like, instead of just like, okay, like typically you create a piece of artwork and then that's that, <clears throat> but because of the blockchain being able to like extend conversation and dynamically create moments and like create this like, you know, movement of like art is, is really compelling to me. And I think that's like what you just said, like doubling down on like, yeah, yeah, but anyways, I think that's... And it is nice to have an audience. Like, the other thing that's a constant reality is, like, you have to have an audience at least remotely interested in the space when you go to launch. That's going to help any sort of success rate. But what what's in and out as it relates to tools and, like, uh, websites within the NFT Web3 world, from your opinion? Um, like, I think marketplaces mint pages like what what are you seeing that you think is in and out yeah i think i was actually talking to talking to jeremy about this today um i think because everyone is gravitating towards uh, money is coming back to pfps but ogs and like main players and i think because of that for a long time like pfp uh studios like bueno you know i think have kind of been in a lull i think that's a bit out right now I think also a lot of these platforms, like their dev teams have like these, these uh, art, digital marketplaces, like, you know, um, foundation and like Nifty gateway and transient labs, like they've created awesome tools, like creator tools and manifold to where instead of like, depending on like third parties, like let's say prement for like allow lists, like there's no need yeah. for that anymore. So like, I haven't seen anyone use like a prement like landing page, and I can't tell you how long because like now typically yeah. like that's just like a product update on like these platforms. I know. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, you remember how many like pre-mint like raffle pages you'd see like in a day typically? Yeah. Like so Bueno, Prement, um I think I feel like Zora's still in. Zora is I think Zora has focused really hard on like who their audience is, and I think that's like really kept them you know, yeah. engaged. So they're definitely leaning more into like the web three world where I feel like foundation is like more, um, they're definitely web three world, but foundation I feel like is like the more approachable one. Like if you're on the fence between Zora and foundation and you're coming into web three, I feel like you're most likely going to lean towards foundation over Zora would be my take. Yeah. Like, 
Zora is still kind of like the art club kids kind of vibe. Like yeah. still kind of like, you know, oh, this is like really weird, but in a cool way, <laughs> you know? I feel like, yeah, they're like art vibe, but like, but also devs and tech focused. Like they're kind of building more of the tools where I feel like foundation is actually like more of a marketplace too. Like you don't think about going to Zora to actually buy something. I actually think that foundation is very dev and like tech focused. I think like, I agree. I think like they, like even just like creating like foundation worlds and like making the world interoperable, like they're, they've turned them into NFTs and like creating creators, things like, I think they're doing that. I think what you're saying, but you'll go to foundation. I guess the, the difference between the two then would be like, uh, foundation feels more like a, a marketplace to go to uh, than Zora yeah. does. You're Zora saying... feels like a place to go create and foundation feels like a place you can go and create, but you also go and try to find like one of one works or yeah. curated projects and other stuff. That's like that. an interesting signal. I definitely spend more time browsing art on foundation and then like on Zora, it's like, the last time I was on Zora was because like I like minted an, an, an NFT and then I just yeah. used it as like a landing page to drive people to on X. Cause I, cause I feel like, like with Jack and some other people, and I feel like the people behind Zora, they want this as well, where they're building a protocol that they want you to go and take and use on your website to like create your mint page. And they're not like, they're not, they're publishing or their promotion and marketing isn't trying to send you back to their marketplace to go and buy stuff. It's actually get more creators to just go and use the protocol, make it easy to go and create and all that kind of jazz. That's what it feels like. And then foundation, I feel like I actually go to their website and they've got all the tools, everything's available. And then I can also build a page on their site and then I can also like sell and do a marketplace and also drive more stuff into that ecosystem and world. I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just like I've, it seems like I notice a difference in yeah. like what they're trying to achieve. What I will say is both Zora and Foundation like invest heavily in like having creators like create on yes. platform. Like they're they're like creators. They're cre- both very focused creator first for sure. Yeah, like we're gonna have we want to attract people that are gonna create culture like on platform, yeah. and I think that's like both their strategy. While like other platforms maybe focus too much on like col- getting just collectors to bid and yeah. to, to yeah so, so the different iterations of nfts you've got open editions which it's like the same image can be minted numerous times and then you've got one of ones where it's just like this is the one and only digital version of this pfps all these different avatars and then i guess you've now got these like collections or or worlds that foundation has kind of introduced and then you have like membership cards, basically digital memberships into kind of communities. Are there any like up and coming or other stuff that you've seen? Well, I that's would like say fascinating. Yeah, I would say worlds is more like higher level because like in within worlds, you can have like timed editions and like limited editions and one of ones. But I think like yeah. as far as um, anything else that I've seen that's like been interesting. um I, it doesn't feel like there's been a new iteration like there was with open editions. I think dynamic NFTs was like was like the last like, and also dynamic NFTs have been around since like 2021, yeah. but like they kind of had like a renaissance moment with like with obviously with Jack, but um, yeah, yeah. I'll be curious to see what what the that maybe that's something to keep your eye out on. Maybe it will be the type 
font stuff NFTs will be the next iteration. I wonder if anyone's ever tried to do would, something like that. Would that be like the next like ENS like domain moment? Like everyone just yeah, maybe. fonts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it'd be well, the fonts would even kind of be like an open edition. Or they would be like tiers maybe where you can buy it based off what you need or something. I don't know. I feel like there's something there. Yeah. What's your take on like NFTs as like, you know, as like, uh, well, I don't know, just like, as like utility passes. Like for instance, like, you know, you met Nick from Wanderers and they're about to launch like, you know, a video game. And I think what's on the horizon is like, you know, they're going to have people mint like, passes and the passes basically get you beta access to like play the game ahead of time yeah and kind of like i think what's gonna happen is the nfts will not will not be the main driver for the revenue i feel like that was like the trend in this last like excitement around nfts is like we're gonna launch an nft we're gonna make all this money i think that's less of the concept now now that like everything has kind of like leveled out people are like nfts there's a use case for them but they're not going to be our main driver of revenue. Hmm. So if we were to take like the Wanderers or maybe some other examples, they're they're going to need to create a business plan or some sort of experience where the NFT is a feature and another revenue stream similar to doing like an event. Or or it it unlocks the revenue stream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I totally agree. And so maybe that's where like the loyalty rewards movement that's been happening this past year within Web3, maybe that's how they're trying to use NFTs as a way to track the loyalty rewards, but then also like reward people with NFTs. But the the loyalty rewards program has a different business model than just like buying and selling NFTs. Yeah. So I think like anyone who's thinking we're going to do an NFT and we're going to make a bunch of money, like I think that has kind of passed. That was the ICO moment. Yeah. Now I think we're going to have a different iteration where people are going to be building real stuff. Like and yeah. they're going to use NFTs as like a catalyst for unlocking those, that real stuff. And then from yeah. there comes the rev rev models and things like that. Yeah. So I think it's like, how do you leverage that technology to do the thing you want to do? Um, those pieces are kind of interesting to me, mainly because the supply and demand of NFTs just fluctuates too much. Like, you know, at one point everybody wants your nft and the next point you can't even sell it if you wanted to Mm. and so that's like that's hard to base a whole business or a whole like career off that idea um it's the same way with like an agency like once they lose their big client once the hype is gone around your agency you know you have to like start scaling down or are you or you shut your doors because you can't pay everybody um it's that same sort of like do you think NFTs, there's enough demand where people want that sort of like original art in that way, which is why you're getting people to do more physical plus digital type stuff. They're opening up the revenue stream so they're not so dependent on just one. But I'm still a full believer that you cannot sleep on NFTs or Web3. I still think it's the future. I think 2030 would be my prediction of when we start to see like mass adoption. So was that like six, seven years away? Yeah, you, the, in like mass adoption in the sense of like, basically like people are interacting with with blockchain and they don't even realize it, like almost like cloud technology moment. Like, oh, it, yeah, I don't know I think, how this works, but all I know is it makes my life better. And you're saying that's yeah. going to happen in 20, 2030? 
I think where it'll be where like sending an email doesn't feel foreign. It's actually like a natural rhythm of the day-to-day process. Like I think that's 2030 will have that feeling. Like to mint something and like authenticate yeah. it is like, yeah, it's yeah. just. Yeah. Like maybe at that point when you buy your house, you're getting your mortgage and everything and the rights and the deeds all in an NFT. Yeah. Like that could be 2030 seems like the year. That would be my random prediction that when it would all kind of go down. Yeah. So I mean, six or seven years, that's still not a long time. Yeah. And that makes sense too. And I think in the meantime though, I think just like. Think how long it's taken. We're still not even comfortable with autonomous cars. And every year people say, we're going to have these driverless cars and it's still not a normalized thing yet. So I think that makes sense. though what you're saying, because, you know, AI has been around for a while and only now is AI having like, it's real, like application moment. Like, I don't know if you saw today or yesterday, Sam Altman. And did you see what he announced about how it's crazy open AI chat GPT. They're basically going to have an app store and it's going to be like, AI is going to finally like, kind of like, converge with like the creator economy and people will be able to like make their own gpts and sell them which is just wild yeah, totally um yeah. anyways uh any any other last thoughts or are things people should follow if they're still curious about the nft stuff um i think just i think i think at this point now now more so now than ever before is just being consistent and like being present and like paying attention to conversations and like signals that are happening in the space. Because I do think where we are right now is like a big pivotal, pivotal moment. Um, So interesting to see what new themes arise, but I think this is, I think things are different right now. I think, I think we're going to be in store for some really interesting surprises in the, in the web three crypto NFT space. I mean, back to, again, I mean, if people who just can tell a story and build a community, like that's going to be a main driver. Oh, yeah. Those are some of the things I think about. I'm curious, though, of like how how the grassroots movement within the space will kind of go. Like the slow, instead of like the quick, you know, steroid shot that just like spikes from zero to 100 really quickly, like what does slow, healthy growth look like in the NFT Web3 space? I think that will be a, an important piece. And so many people are burnt out right now. Like, it's so funny talking to people who are somewhat interested, who just like don't even want to touch it or feel like it's totally out. Part of me is like, I hope it comes back in a more healthy spot. Right. Just to like make people feel better in that way. But (laughs) well, Nico, I appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for jumping on and kind of giving a quick high level download on the NFT stuff. It does seem like there's a movement happening right now, so it's something to keep your eye on. Uh, But I'll be curious to see what happens in 2024. For sure. Thanks for having me, Ben.